welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hey guys, Buddy C, welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Kate and Marla and Amy and Derek. Good to have you guys. Good to have you guys. Okay, two kings and no form. They've given us a lot of thought. I just don't get it that much. I've turned it inside and out. Um, Who's to read today? Kate, would you like to read? (laughs) Sure, I can read. Now, yes, ma'am, please. All right, two kings and no form. The South Sea King was act on your hunch, the North Sea King was act in a flash. The king of the place between them was no form. Now, South Sea King and North Sea King used to go together often to the land of no form, he treated them well. So they consulted together. They thought up a good turn, a pleasant surprise for no form, in token of appreciation. Men, they said, have seven openings for seeing, hearing, eating, breathing, and so on. But no form has no openings. Let's make him a few holes. So after that, they put holes in no form, one a day for seven days. And when they finished the seventh opening their friend lay dead. Lao Tan said, to organize is to destroy. Thoughts? So, these two kings think that this guy, no form, should have eyes, ears, nose, mouth. Right. To make him into a form. They kill him, and then they say, we had to destroy him in order to organize. But I, that, that doesn't, I understand that line, to organize is to destroy. Sometimes, most of the times that's true, but so they destroyed a, a, per, a human being? Well, it says that they used to go together often to the land of no form. He treated them well. So you're saying it's not a human, it's a land, it's the land. Not so I should take human out of it, human form. I don't know. I don't know. Um, In the Jane English uh, Guy Fu Fang translation, I'll just read it. It's not that much different. The ruler of the South Sea was called light. The ruler of the North Sea was called darkness. So they're light and darkness instead of act on your hunch and act in a flash. Light and darkness. The ruler in the middle kingdom was primal chaos. Ah, well, that's a whole different interpretation. Yeah, yeah. From time to time, light and darkness met one another in the kingdom of primal chaos. Who made them welcome? Light and darkness wanted to repay his kindness and said, all men have seven openings with which they see, hear, eat, breathe, but primal chaos has none. Let us try to give him some. 
So every day they bored one hole. And on the seventh day, primal chaos died. That makes me think about, like, if you have what you think is the right way to do things. You know, they think they're going to do good for him by giving him this these seeing, hearing, these seven openings that they think are great. But it actually ends up killing him. You know, that makes me think about, you know, and the act on your hunch and act in a flash from the other translation, you know, kind of makes me think about not, not meddling in other people's um, or other, I don't know, like not pushing what you think is right on what other people already have. Yeah. How about this? Today I find, um, let's see, for years I was sure the worst thing that could happen to a nice guy like me would be that I would turn out to be an alcoholic. Today, I find it's the best thing that has ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me. And I don't know what's, uh, and if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or for anyone. So I'm better off if I don't give advice, don't make new holes in anybody, don't figure I know what's best. And just accept life on life's terms as it is today, especially my own life as it actually is. It's page 418 in the fourth edition, the big book. That's what it reminded me of was that idea that we know best. And even the the times that we try to do something out of kindness, because it was an act of kindness. It was not anything that was trying to hurt them. Perhaps, but I had maybe thinking they intentionally killed him. Uh, well, the one translation says they wanted to repay his kindness. Yeah, but the last line is in this one is to organize is to destroy, and destroy means to kill. Mm-hmm. So we're, they destroyed this, in, it seems, to organize it, something, or organize yeah. something. They were organizing him the way they thought that he should be organized. So they destroyed They were imposing their will. Essentially is what I got out of it. Yeah. They were like, we know what's best for you. Yeah. Here's some eyes. Here's <laughs> Let us help you. <laughs> Let us help you. <laughs> is that the road to hell paved with good intentions? Kind yes. Of yes. Yes. Their motives were good. They thought their motives were good. And they seemed happy with their outcome. It's to me. The friendly dead to organize this to destroy. There was no um, no remorse. Like, oh shit, we killed this guy or this land or whatever they killed, destroyed. Hmm. Interesting. That that reminds me of. Um, I don't know the exact details, but in forestry, there's a a story, the science of forestry, that's told about when forest management started, and I think it was a German guy who came over to America. This kind of started this idea of 
managing forests. And um, when they started labeling trees and trying to control where they grew and stuff, they ended up doing more harm at first and creating like a mono species forest. Um, and, and um, you know, this has actually happened in Yellowstone too, um, which is why there's all this, all of one specific type of tree. Um, but they were trying to do a good thing really, you know, but um, didn't work, didn't work out. Um, that first, you know, on a different topic, that first uh, line, the or the second line, the North Sea King was act in a flash. That reminded me of something that guy in my original home group used to say, first thought wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking act on a, act in a, or act on your hunch might be more like uh, the one that feels something, acts on a feeling. And then the North Sea act in a flash would be the one that's got to do something. You've got to, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to do. N- neither one is um, thought out. Hunch or flash is thought out or planned or well-researched or any of those things. And it's interesting that the two... Like, like you, if you had two circles and if you put them together and you had that one little part where they may both meet, you know, that this no form is interesting, that that no form is where those two might meet together. So um, I know for me, a lot of times, you know, a lot of my ideas and things are outside of the scope, you know, that they, they're always mixed with, um some of my own will and some of the will of God, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, none of my motives are 100% pure. Some I think are pretty close, but some are very far off the mark. And a lot of it, I don't even know that's the case. Right. So, uh, so I don't even know that uh, sometimes when I'm doing the wrong thing, I, I think I'm doing something that's good when I'm not like these guys were, you know, so uh, it's interesting. It's called the land of no form or his name is no form as if uh, um, reminded me of the emptiness that we find in Taoist thought. You know, the, it could be the land of emptiness. You know, it could be this this place where we actually turn our will and our life over to the care of God kind of place. You know that. And then we try to fix God, you know, <laughs> give him some holes. <laughs> Very intrigued by the primal chaos version because mm-hmm. like Marla, that's, uh, that will spin this thing in a whole different direction for me. Um, because if I look at, and I liked your illustration of the circles and the, the, the part that belongs to both circles, if I look at it from that area, that place, that whatever being, primal chaos one side being light and one side being dark then i think of the end as that primal chaos being dead gone as the insanity of my disease that thinking is gone because either god is or he isn't light or dark what is my choice to be um, so if I can get rid of that chaos in the middle, 
then I'm left with two choices. Those two choices are either drink and die or live a spiritual life. So that's, that's like the whole, the, the second thing that you read, that translation. Um, it's like the yin yang in the middle part of that, right? Yeah. 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 The, the definition I see of primal chaos is a state of utter confusion or any disorderly mass, or number three, the infinity of space or formless matter supposed to have preceded the creation of the universe. So it's a formlessness, um, disorderly mass could be a state of utter confusion. What was the third one? The infinity of space or formless matter supposed to have supposed to have preceded the creation of the universe. The formlessness this, that was here before the universe. The Tao, the Big Bang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could see that, like, utter confusion. How uncomfortable that would make that, you know, the idea of being in utter confusion is very uncomfortable. And I could see that as being something that we would want to fix up, you know, like put holes in it, organize it, you know, but that is something that if we're thinking of that as, um, as being the higher power and having to let go into that higher power, you know, letting go and having to be in that confusion and be okay with that. That's what I'm thinking about. What if we thought about that no form as vulnerability? Just kind of play with it for a minute. That the place where both sides meet is in, which would be the powerlessness, the emptiness. Because that's, for me, that's vulnerability. When I'm, that that's the chaos for me. I do not want to be vulnerable. Is it not for y'all? I mean, that's really what makes me the most uncomfortable is to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Marla, you're you're muted, dear. I know. I'm just. I'm not. I'm okay. I thought yeah. you were talking. I couldn't. Uh, I am talking. I'm talking to you guys myself. Yes. <laughs> you just remind me of. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, Marla. Were you gonna say something? I just said being vulnerable is is super super uncomfortable and anxiety provoking. Um, I was thinking of this Aaron Tippin song. I think it's Aaron Tippin. It says, um, it's a country song. Yeah, you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. <laughs> I used to love that song. I remember when I first heard it, I was like, it resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, uh, maybe it resonates with alcoholics. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I need that song in my life. And I need to figure out, because I'm always trying to control everything, you know. Um, but uh in sobriety, I'm learning, obviously, to not try and control everything. That's where I might get. Yeah, yeah like maybe by letting go, um, the answers will come from somewhere. Um, and, Daddy, can you give me some? Uh, That's okay. There you go. The answers come. Um, so, like, yeah, like my... Um, so that, yeah, I agree that that part in the middle, like where 
like if you're not um, standing for something, you fall for anything, it feels vulnerable. I agree with that. But it's actually strength, I think, to be able to to bend as we, that's what I'm learning. Yeah. I agree with that. That's all I got. So no form. Now I'm telling you, this is when I first read this, this is kind of what I was thinking that no form is a place of where nothing's really going on. It's absolute opposite of primal chaos. Um, And it says that they used to go there together and they had a good time. He treat, I mean, I, I kind of put words in there, but he treated them well. So they were comfortable both the North and the South Sea Kings were comfortable being in the the land of nothing, if you will, where there was no chaos and no drama. But then that, speaking to the vulnerability part, vulnerability is uncomfortable. For me, it's uncomfortable to not do anything. It's uncomfortable to let go. It's in, uncomfortable to surrender and just be still. That's really, really hard for me to do. But conceptually, I know that it's it's healthy. So they would go together to this place of no form where they were treated well, but then their uncomfortability got so extreme that they said, oh, no, I can't. I can't do this. Right. That's it's what just, I'm it's thinking. Too much. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. You know, you've got the opposites meet in the land of letting go, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever your opposite is, you know, the good, the bad, the, the whatever's all meet in this land of letting go. And they wanted to help letting go or vulnerability or no form or whatever verbiage you want to put on it. And it killed the ability to let go. So, so once no form was dead, the North and South Kings had nowhere to meet. Oh, this is where they meet. They meet in this land of no form, which I think would be the land of letting go, you know, the, the land of, you know, all the things we're talking about, you know, connection. They're no longer connected. So I think the next story, the next chapter is going to be that North and South die too, because they don't have the connection of them between. Could be. Could be. Yeah, you know, they had a good motive, it looks like. They consulted together, and they thought up a good turn, a pleasant surprise for no form, they thought. Their perception. Their perception, right. They were appreciative. And they thought no form lacked something. I think that screams enabling, too. It does, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. (laughs) You can love somebody to death. They literally loved their friend to death. Yep. Hmm. Another thing I thought was interesting was the, um, the holes for the North and South King were the ways of seeing, hearing, and eating and breathing. So they were like their senses. 
you know, how they understood the world. And yeah, they're going to no form and saying, this is how we see the world. You, you need to have these holes so that we, you can see it the way we do. And that ultimately is what kills them. But um, actually, I don't know where it says it in here, but apparently no form can see just fine. Um, I think he was happy. I don't know if it says that in there, the way he was without the holes. <laughs> um, but okay, here you, Amy. Oh, I just said, well, yeah, I don't know that it, it says one way or the other. I think they just like, assumed that he needed to be improved. That's right. They didn't like no form. The, well, they they were just trying to help him improve his life. So what about the uh, word destroy at the end of it? Is it in is it in the other translation that you read? The word no, to organize is to destroy is not in the other one. Um, maybe, you know, maybe there could be some other words to use for that instead. Uh, to control is to destroy, maybe. I would think that would be more appropriate, probably. I would understand that better because that's what organize is. You're controlling. You're doing, yeah. you know, so. Yes. Yeah. So I would think of a of that as a way of control, maybe. Definitely not letting go. Definitely bringing form to a place of formlessness. Yeah. I was thinking about having, doing, and being. And how that having and doing could be the north and the south and the being would be where those meet, maybe, too. You know, that it's just a being formless is, could be a place of being when you have, you know, you have that you're having and doing, you know, that are outside of that. So I was just thinking of different analogy, you know, different ways we say it. But we're all saying it's saying the same thing, you know, is whatever our extremes are, they have to meet in a place of formlessness, a place of vulnerability, a place of letting go, a place of surrender. Let me get surrender in there, Marla. A place of surrender. Yeah. yeah. I, I love the word surrender. I use it a lot. Acceptance, surrendering. Yes. Um, yes. yes. We have to uh, use it daily. Place of surrender is really where all those extremes meet, you know. That that place in between the breaths, you know, that uh, they say that that place in the middle is where you, the, you know, that moment when you're when you've in between breathing where you've let a breath out before you take a breath in or vice versa, you know, that kind of, that one little split second. Yeah. The pause. That one little pause is where. Yeah. And that's interesting because that's exactly that, that sweet spot is what I call it. That's exactly where I, I wanted to be. I didn't, when I was out there active in my disease, I didn't want to be, completely without any mind altering substance. Cause that was no fun. That was darkness to me. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be in the light. That was what, you know, I, well, I didn't necessarily want to be completely wasted. I wanted to be just right in the dark, just right. You know, like the three bears. I wanted, yeah. <laughs> you know, I wanted the porch to be just right. I wanted the chair to be just right. I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted my buzz to be just right. But I, always always went too far so it's interesting even then 
I was still trying to get to that place. Yep. Hmm. You know, the, the doing and having, is that what you said? Two extremes? Yeah, I was kind of thinking about that. Having and doing and being to be the the middle of the of where they those okay meet. yeah okay so I, I so for me a lot of times doing is what I think is is fixing things for me because it takes my mind off everything so I'm always doing something um, but. Um, it's really not fixing things. It's just prolonging it. You know, I mean, if I'm uneasy about something or I'm ha- I have a problem I need to face, you know, binging a Netflix series would be doing for me or something like that, you know, uh, podcasting, oh, podcasting. And um, then the possessing and having, I could, that doesn't tend to be my go-to thing, but I could see it. It does come up sometimes, but like maybe, that for some people that would be like shopping or buying things maybe, but maybe being is, is, um, I mean, the obvious one is, is meditation, I think, but maybe it doesn't need to be that extreme. For me, meditation's extreme. <laughs> Just okay. accepting like Marla was saying, accepting like where I'm at, that there's a weird smell in the air or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Like there's a there's a factory near my house, so I see. I should have said like a, there's a smoke in the, the sky, you know. Like I was telling buddy this the other day, like I saw this this smoke coming from the factory, and I was going to text my wife to tell her because you know my thing is I like to move, you know. I'm, I'm a geographic guy, and uh, and that's one of my go to like, hey, we need to move because of this. That's just one of my billion reasons why we got to move, by the way. And I'm like, going to text her about the smoke. And I thought, what is my intention here? What am I trying to do? You know, and I didn't. Um, But yeah, that's, I don't know if that's being, but it felt better than what I did or what I would normally do, which would be to, you know, poke her and say, hey, you know. Poke a new hole in her. Ah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the problem you know we kill whatever we try to change and fix it just causes suffering and the Tao, you know if you read all you know through it it's all about accepting nature it's seasonal the seasonal nature of nature there's a seasonal nature of life too ebbs and flows and think everything changes and expands. And um, if, if we fight against how our life goes um, and try to control everybody else in it, it just causes suffering. It causes us to suffer and other people around us to suffer. And I don't, I'm not put on this earth to suffer or to cause other people suffering. You were put on this earth to love people, Marla. Yeah. Be kind. <laughs> this is the 69th chapter Stephen Mitchell actually the generals have a saying rather than make the first move it's better to wait and see rather than advance an inch it's better to retreat a yard 
This is called going forward without advancing, pushing back without using weapons. There's no greater fortune. There's no greater misfortune than underestimating your enemy. Underestimating your enemy means thinking that he's evil. Thus, you destroy your three treasures and become an enemy yourself. When two great forces oppose each other, the victory will go to the one who knows how to yield. So, you know, neither one of these forces was yielding, you know, and, um, you know, it's just as bad to think your enemy is is good than evil. I mean, it's just you have this opinion of your enemy that's different than, you know, than what it is. You know, that's the whole point, I think, is that we have to yield. We don't we don't take and take things and manipulate them and control them. The point is that we learn to yield. That's where that no form is, is where the yielding is. So we to, to wrap this up, when we're when we're trying to control and fix then we are killing whatever we're trying to control and fix, which makes sense to me. Yeah. So it goes back to what I read from 418 that I don't know what's good for me. I don't know what's good for you, except life on life's terms. No matter what our motive is, motive don't mean shit really is he not even in his best moments a producer of confusion rather yes. than harmony oh that's a good one amy i tried to find a good one that's i couldn't think of that that's a good one yeah yeah where's that page 61 that's good yeah at his best moment yeah that's good any other comments on this guys there's a lot of meaning there, isn't there? Just, you know, it, it, just when I'm reading it, it, you know, the other day I'm thinking, I can't, I can't, I don't understand this. And, it, you know, I thought about it over the day or two, but, but, you know, we tear it apart and it begins to make sense when a bunch of great minds get together. So thank you. We find some vulnerability, don't we? We find some no form because if we don't find that place of no form, no matter what it is that we're talking about, there's nowhere to meet. That's the place where where we see, and it's the place we want to be, really. They said that, it's interesting, too. Now, I hadn't thought about this. It says the two kings said that they were always treated well by no form. Yeah. So they always found what they were looking for. They enjoyed being there. Even though they wanted to fix it. They, and, and is that not the case? Anytime I surrender, anytime that I'm, you know, that I work the program in my life and let go and let God and all those things we say, man, it's so good when I do that. It's so good. And I, I think that's saying the same thing. Any other comments? So next week is Sensei? Next week is Sensei. He he had a conflict this week, so Okay. I told him we'd be more than happy to bump him a week. So of course. He was very apologetic. We need what some questions. Question? What chapter are we on with him? Four, maybe? Yeah. 
y'all have some questions, we'll post them. If not, I, I told him, I said, well, I'll make up most of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean. He likes questions. I was trying to get him to say, that's okay. You don't have to do that. He said, well, they're a good question. I'm like, that gun, I still got to have to do that. <laughs> I was trying to control the form, you know, exactly you what we're that. talking about here. Thank you for putting it all together for us. He does. Uh, he's real good. I, I've, I see him in a couple of other meetings. And, man, sometimes he really hits the nail on the head. I mean, just really with some good stuff. So, okay, guys, is that it? Everyone good? Yeah, thanks, everybody. Y'all have a great week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding recovery podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery. 